0: And welcome to Season 4, Episode 5 of the Pointless 64 Podcast. My name is Austin Space, and this season, we are covering Hey Arnold characters. That's right, it is the 25th anniversary of Hey Arnold. You are listening to the Pointless 64 Podcast, where we break down 64-something, throw it into a bracket, have them battling out NCAA-style, and as I indicated before, this season. Is Hey Arnold characters. If you are tuning in, if this is your first episode tuning in, uh, go back because this is spoiler heavy out the wazoo here. We're in the final four. We have four candidates, four, uh, four characters from Hey Arnold competing to see who's going to go to the championship round. But as always, I can't ever do this alone. I never can because you know I only know so much. I got to bring in the experts. I got to get in, the, bring in the people that know what they're talking about, uh, so I can help to, so they can help me determine who is the greatest Hey Arnold character. My first panelist, his name is Daniel Bailey. He's a New York-based producer working in theatrical and digital film promote, a promotion. His career background includes seven years of work at Nickelodeon, including producer work on TV digital promotion for Hey Arnold, the Jungle movie. Dan. We're almost there. Final (laughs) four. How are you feeling, my friend?
1: We did so well, man. I'm so happy. Thank you so much for having me and uh, for all these episodes. And now we're in the final four. And I feel really good because I'm 75% in this. I got got three out of the four. Uh, So one matchup will be uh, two characters that I have. So that's fantastic. And that'll be a really good conversation. The other one, uh, one of the characters I have... And, uh, that one, I mean, I'm going to uh, clearly, it, it's looking like I'm going to be going with that one, but I want to see what the conversation takes me. I want to see what happens. So, uh, so yeah, I, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, and just, it, it's just making you want to watch Hey Arnold even more. Yeah, I, I know I,
0: it's, it's, I literally watched this right before I did this and I was like, nah, I kind of want to watch the show again. You know, it's that good. <laughs> well, my, my question for you actually would be really funny is, is, all right. So we had these four characters. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I,
1: I'm going to wait for our next guest to be introduced as well, but I want to bring this up just because i uh, sure. at some point I want to bring this up. Uh, with these four characters, I'll put them aside. Put them what aside. Ca- I, I want to see what you guys think. What would be the funniest uh, character to have won this? That's something I want to think about for this the, episode.
0: You know what? I think what we're going to do. You know what? Let's throw that question. Write that down. Let's see. F- funniest thing. Say that again so I can we, – we'll bring it up in the final episode. How about that? What is? Yeah. It? What were we going to say? Funniest uh, – what was the question again? What's like the one character – like out of all these characters, what's the number
1: one that you would be like, whoa, they won? Or if they made it to the finals? So just uh, – yeah, I'm, I'm curious what everyone thinks. Is their number one most random character to win? Uh, the one that you really thought would never do it, and like if they did, it would have been hilarious. Out of these four.
0: Or uh, no,
1: no, no, out of these higher
0: brackets. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> we can certainly have that discussion around the final thing. But but as Dan indicated, we do have one more panelist. His name is Andrew Luis Flores. He is a senior writer, producer, and social media content creative lead for Nickelodeon. He's an Emmy nominated writer and seven time Pro Max Gold winner. He is also an affiliated Twitch streamer and performer facilitator with Freestyle. Love Supreme Academy. Flores,
2: my friend, how you doing? It's the final four. I'm feeling good, man. Living on Moonlight Bay. Can I got, you- I got, I got some stake in the game, but I'm not gonna lie, I'm, I'm hurting from the last episode, but it's okay. But okay. Uh, it's gonna be a good time. I've, I've been having a really good time, like rehashing Hey Arnold with you guys, and just talking through a show that uh, was meant a lot for me growing up. Uh, so it's, I'm excited to like see see the final four come into fruition.
0: I think um, we are. I think all of us. Uh, it's really shared a lot of how much of impact this show has had on us. It's it's clearly some of our you know in our top five favorite shows for sure. And uh, I'm happy to have you both aboard uh, to hash this through. Um, but let's get to uh, let's get let's talk some brass tacks. Let's get to some numbers here. Uh, Flores, we'll kick it off with you. I want to see how you're doing here. How many points do you have? Last round, eight points apiece. What do you got?
2: So I am standing at 89 points.
0: 89 points. Okay. Yeah,
2: not a great great one last time.
0: (laughs) Okay. It was a tough round. Uh, Dan, how about yourself? You said you're someone in it. Okay. I got three of the points. I'm at 103 points. 103. So 89 103 for Dan. I'm right in the middle. I'm at 96. So we are, it's still anybody's game. We're still right in the middle. I don't know where everybody's landed, but it's, uh, it could go anyway. Well, it depends done. on what the point total is for this one. What is this? Round 16 five. Points? No, no. Yes. 16 points. This, this, is, okay. this is real. This is real. The points yeah. matter. This isn't like whose line. This is a, uh, this is number 16. All right, guys. Well, uh, I'm very excited. So just to, just to recap here, if you guys have not listened to anything up until this point, you might want to go back because I'm about to tell you who the final four is. We have four. We basically only have two matches to discuss. So this is going to be a relatively quick show. But our final four is a very good final four. Representing the girls is Helga Bataki. Representing the boys, Gerald Johansson. Representing the women, Grandma. And representing the men, Grandpa. Guys, I can't say as always because we're done with the individual girls, boys, men, women. We're just gonna go to the kids side. Who will be representing the kids going into the championship round? It's Helga Pataki versus Gerald Johansson. Who is? Does everybody have a mule in this race? Because uh, I certainly do. Let's get that out of the way. Everybody I in, don't. It? Again, don't. Here, so in it? I, I don't do You do not. I do. You do, and I do. Okay. So I think we're differing opinions good. here, Flores, since you are the guest. Uh, tell us who you got. And I, I think I know who you got.
2: Yeah, man. Man, I got Gerald, uh, which is – which I know, I know you're a Pataki fan. But uh, you know, I think, again, going back to what I brought up last episode, for me, what Gerald does is he's the ideal of the friend I want to be. He's the he was the ideal growing up of like I want to I want to be as good as a friend as Gerald to my friends you know he sang he's a performer he's a storyteller he had fashion he had style and you know I grew up loving to sing I I performed for I still perform now and I performed back when I was a kid as well and you know it was just kind of seeing myself reflected in this character of like the performer you know the social kid that like he wasn't and that's another thing we never really got we haven't gotten into that yet but what I loved about Gerald is. He didn't have just like his clique of friends. He kind of rolled with everybody. Like he was like yeah, kind yeah. of a social butterfly in that way, where he he could be friends for everybody and find common ground with everybody. And that's Great something point. that like I loved. I do that in my in my own life, where it's just like you know I, I want to befriend as many people as I can. But then like it's a it's a sweet thing where he, that he does, where he befriends all, but then like becomes the best friend of few, and then is the ideal model of that. Like, you know, just, a, just showcasing the fact that like, you don't have to hate, you don't have to dis- like even when you dislike people, you could try to find common ground to have peace with people. Um, and he does all that.
0: All right. Well, we're going to have a big debate and remember, Dan, since you're sitting here, you're, you got to moderate this. Cause I'm going to come at you hard, Flores. Here we go. Helga is uh, my favorite character on the show. And I can even remove that and say to me, she could very well be the best character on the show. I think Helga offers to me one of the reasons why you watch Hey Arnold. Um, she is more than just, as we said, that bully. She has, when, when we get to Helga on the couch, there's a really sentimental deep dive into why Helga is the way she is. You know, um, I think all of her one off episodes, which is a ton of them, because she's represented a lot, a mm-hmm. lot. I think without question are better than Gerald's stuff. Helga on the couch or when she's going, you know, having her rivalry with Lila or whether she's going into going to the boarding house to get something or whether she's, you know, uh, having a fight with big Patty or, I mean, it just goes on and on and on, you know, she's also smart. That that's the other thing too. She's not this like dumb bully, which has been done so many times. She's actually a very, like if you took the aptitude text, she was the best one out of everybody they said she could be anything because she's so poetic she's a, is an amazing writer um and she just has a weird way of channeling uh her her uh, frustrations and uh i when you look at helga and at least when i do i empathize with that character well not personally but i but i feel for that character a lot because i can understand why she would act out in the amount of character development to explain that, as opposed to you know, you know, as somebody like Amy Rose from Sonic the Hedgehog, where she's just obsessed with Sonic. No, it's like she uh, latches towards Arnold because he's the only one early yeah, he, on. Who's was nice to was him? It was nice her. to her. Yeah,
2: exactly. But yeah. you know what's so funny in that though? That like thinking out like I'm just thinking back to a couple yeah, yeah. episodes ago where like so with Arnold, right? We we hate him, or rather, like you know, people don't like him as much as as other characters because like he really isn't that like he doesn't do much. And it's so funny is that it's like that same connection going back to Ruth McDougall of like why we don't like why, Ru- why did Ruth why the Ruth wasn't a, a favorite for you is because like she didn't do much. Uh, and it's, I just found that to be an interesting through line of just like Arnold does like the minimum, but that's enough. And then with Helga, I think the thing is, is that, like, again, like, I don't think, like, I think her growth came on later in the show. Like, I, and maybe this is my memory being wrong. Like, but I feel like she was, she was, her and Brainy were like one trick ponies for a bit. Right? Like, in terms of like, she was season, always. Uh, she's the one, Helga. She's like, you know,
1: Helga was Like, actually, you know, yeah. she's
2: like, I love you. I love you. I love you. You know, it's and that's crazy. the, and that's just, and that's, a, and that's the stick, right? You know, and granted, brainy stick is just like, he's there lurking. But I think the thing is, is that like, I don't know, man. For me, it's that while Helga has this rage and Helga's like, you're learning all this stuff about her, she never solves, she never like tries to be good and like, Uh, maybe it happens once or twice in my memory of like her trying to like ultimately be good. Whereas it's like, so it's Mm -hmm. just like, I don't, don't, maybe it's me. And this is, I guess this is literally, it is a difference of opinion. I don't like empathize. Like I empathize with the victim parts of her, but I don't empathize with like the way she goes about it. Right. But it's also, it goes back to the the thought of like, when you break a glass jar, right. Like uh, it, it can shatter or it can make jagged pieces. And so like, I think that's like the, like the difference of like, Maybe that's why I don't empathize with her. Cause like, I like the fact that when you get her backstory, you're like, oh man, this is like, there's a lot here. Right. And they well, build it and they build it. And then yeah. like, and then like, but like, I don't, I just don't like the way she goes about things. Right. Like, and I, I think that's the difference. Like, for me, it's just Gerald's ideals versus like Helga's reality, I guess. <laughs>
0: I just feel okay. So, one good thing about Helga is that luckily, when we saw Helga on the couch, which I definitely think it's totally free to game for spoils. We already know who Olga, Miriam, and Big Bob are. And we understand at that point Helga's frustration. You know, um, like Big Bob doesn't notice her. Miriam, alcoholic nonsense. And then Olga drives her up a wall. And we already know that going into that if you watch the show. They just hit upon that um and then when you get into and i think here's the difference between uh the arnold character who is you know i've said is weaker and then ruth arnold has a direct impact on helga and they met early on ruth and arnold never really did anything besides stand at a bus stop together so there was no real reason for arnold to have anything helga is latching on cuz she just want she she actually has a lot of love to give and right Her family doesn't even recognize that for the most part, you know, like they don't want it. Yeah. yeah, She has to go missing on Thanksgiving for them to go. Hey, can I just I'm nine years old. I just want to put my stupid thing that I made as a centerpiece. Can I can somebody pay attention to me? Like, why should a 21 year old or an 18 year old, whatever, get more attention than a nine year old? I think like, you know, and, and it's like it's like she just doesn't like you get it. Like she's nine, she's young and you get it. And I, and I just look at like, th- there is a lot of goodness in her too. Like she knows what to do. Mm-hmm. Like your favorite episode Flora, is one of your favorite episodes is that Christmas one. And that Christmas miracle doesn't happen without Helga. True. you know? Um, Very true. Okay. And I'm going to say this, we're going to spoil the jungle movie. I'm going to say this cause I have to do, bring this up.
2: Oh, uh oh, not the, the
0: cannon. <laughs> her locket. Yeah. That is so touching. First of all, in the Jungle movie, they go with season one, flat, no mouth Arnold for the locket, which is great. Her locket is the thing that saves Arnold's parents. And you sit there and and like she's had this locket since season one and it's had different iterations and everything. And that moment and when she sits there and goes. I don't know, it's not real gold, but I'll put it in there. And then Arnold goes. Your heart is bigger than you know. Like, how do you not get chills with that? And it really is. She does have a big heart. And then when she's caught with that big heart, she feels like she can't have one because she's never shown that love is okay. Right. You know? She's not one to get hugs when she needs one the most. Sure. Um so, and she's also, and then on the flip side of that, she's so funny. Like she's like legitimately funny, pointing out the absurdity of the characters around her and stuff like that. Um, I I will say,
2: yeah. I don't disagree with most. Oh reasons, yeah, no, but, it's totally fine. <laughs> but but no no, but Ruth P. McDougall had braces, and don't you forget <laughs> that, okay? But uh, I do see your point, and I think that's uh, I think that's where it really comes like to like. Everything you said is valid, especially like with the jungle movie. That mo- that moment is very like, uh, but uh
0: I, I get it, chills talking
2: about that. And it it, and, it, and, it, and it's just like you get the feeling like I got the little tingle when you on um, on my like the back of my neck when you were speaking about it. But it's one of these things where I guess it turn it, what it breaks down to is it's like styles make fights, right? Are you watch like do you prefer as a viewer the ideals of what you want to be and emulate? Or do you prefer watching the tragedy happen? You know, and I think that's really what it comes down to. Like, you know, because like, obviously, like the shaping and molding of Helga is like huge in this show. Right. She's what? Number two or number three in, in episodes? She's
0: number three.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, um, But even but even being number three, she had more solos than than Gerald. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like much.
0: 128 for Gerald, 122 for Helga, but it's still statistically
2: in Gerald's favor surprising okay but um you know but i think it's like this it's a matter of just like do you want to do you want to live through the tragedy and see that and just like sympathize or and then or do you want to see someone that you want to emulate and be like and like bring that into the world around you
0: well that that is true um but for me and this this is just this is just a straight up difference in opinion. Um, yeah. And that's yeah. Fine. Yeah. hundred percent situations like sometimes we're like, yeah, 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 let's go. You know, like, for example, like we touched upon it. we're not big on dead Deadpool, like Deadpool's not like this amazing person, but we enjoy him because he's interesting. Right. Right. And Helga, I find her to be, if not and my favorite, one of if not the most interesting character on the show. I think another part of her, too, is like, do you remember the episode? Of course you do where Arnold, Arnold and Helga get paired together to take care of the egg. Mm-hmm. And Arnold goes off on her before Helga even had a chance to make things right. Yeah. Um,
1: That's one of the only, because he takes out all his anger built up in the seasons. Right. right. When, I mean, it wasn't his fault. He didn't know that it was no, the it moment wasn't, when she was like, finally going to.
0: Right. It wasn't not justified or anything, but there is a heart where Helga would go, I'm going to do the right thing and we're going to do this. And then sometimes it doesn't work out. Um. So I, I just see I don't see myself in Helga I don't I, I don't like per, I'm not yeah, like, you don't, to her. You, don't like to, you don't have to empathize with the character but you can definitely yeah, but, sympathize but I with do, the character. but I do right. connect with her and I go this is especially as I've gotten older too watching her I just find her to be fascinating um, and I, I think she really is just it, it's 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 taking the um, The trope of oh the girl's picking on you because she likes you to a more dynamic and understandable level as opposed to this two-dimensional oh let me just pick on you whatever like she is doing it because she doesn't know she's not uh socially trained enough to do it in a proper way right Uh, and she's also brilliant she's just brilliant and that you know francesca um francesca smith brings her to life yeah, brings it to life for sure. I think, she, I think she's fantastic and one of the if not one of the best, you know, maybe with the exception of Dan Castle I'm not up there in comparison with yeah. <laughs> some of the best voice acting
2: uh she's provided to hair on the show. So I think something you just brought up though too, and this is not in the disagreement with anything you said, it's actually no, it's just good, like yeah, uh we, we, it's, it's hard. No no but no it's really it's really only a side tangent to what you said too, of like I think something that's really interesting that you say is like, you know, you sympathize with her but like you don't like uh see yourself in her and i think that's a big thing is like i guess for me i see myself in yeah. gerald and i think that's the big thing of like i see myself and what i aspire to be in gerald um and i think that's the difference right i can like i feel like i can like there's a direct connection i see myself represented on screen through him so um
0: I'll 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 say this publicly since whatever. I weirdly, if I had to connect with anybody on the show, it would be Arnold of all of all the characters who I've been hard on. What? I know. <laughs> I know. Off you shut him down like day one. <laughs> I know. But it's just like I was um I was that kid who would like, let's do the right thing. and People would be like, let's get advice. I was that kid. I was that kid for sure.
2: That's so funny, dude. It's so weird. Um so, so who was your Helga? What's her name? No, knows that. Had. <laughs> He's like, this is Where's the point walking? of my bid. I want my Helga. Where is she? All right, uh,
0: sorry, Flores. Do you have any more points, or do you? No, to-
2: I just, I'm just still floored at the fact that you just said, I think I'm like Arnold when you just like shut him down day one. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just, I'm just being honest. You know, I don't know. What that's- I love it. No, you're, you're a bold kid, man. You're a bold kid, Austin. <laughs> Thanks.
0: All right, Danny, you want to ask us some questions? This was – this is probably the biggest uh, debate we've ever had on, on the show this far.
1: Yeah, it was funny, too. I, I almost interjected a lot because I, there's a lot of moments, but I wanted to save it because you two differed, and I have a definitive choice. Uh, I'm so happy I get to be this person. Uh, here's, here's the thing. So when we're talking about this, we're talking about – this is the, the left side of the bracket. This is the Kids. best kid – character boys girls best kid character on hey arnold and if you're not going to pick arnold the iconic character just for the sake of it who are you going to pick now gerald is a fantastic character helka is a fantastic character you've got two characters that definitely are like top choices and they are honestly with a one two choice uh in their in their brackets uh gerald definitely see your point of the idea of him Uh, being somebody that you want to aspire to be. He's so cool. He's so cool to hang out with everyone. And you see a little bit of yourself in him. You know, I definitely do. I definitely see a lot of myself in Helga as well. Helga, uh, she's got this crazy amount of emotion. Uh, She, yeah, well-spoken vocabulary. Uh, She's full passion, and she's not channeled correctly. She's not parented correctly. Uh, She is basically like... there's a lot of sides of her that I think a lot of kids see. And as you get older, you kind of, like, relate to her more because she's, like, the most adult child there is on this show. 100%. Uh, I, with all this said, uh, if you ask me who is the number one kid character Arnold included in this entire bracket, uh, for me, it's, it's Curly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, man, wait, cut that. No, uh, it, it, <laughs> Cur- Curly is my personal favorite. But the, the objectively, the best character on the show, the one who could probably deserve her own spinoff, it's it's Helga. And I actually, just to reinforce my thought um, of everything I've said, and also everything Austin said, because he said it so well, uh, nothing more to say over there, but it's uh, I pulled up uh, an article, and this is from Hello Giggles. This is uh, Lisa Loparo. I'm going to shout out this girl. I don't know who she is, this writer. She wrote, uh, uh, Lisa Loparo, she wrote in 2015, uh, an article that said, what hell Kavitaki taught me about being a woman? Wow. And the three of us are men. And we've had this discussion. And I definitely wanted to point out the female perspective because there is something to be said about this character. Crimity. Yeah. What a character. And I just had to say, she makes these top line points and I'm going to call out, uh, I won't go into her whole article. I'd be wasting our time.
2: But, we should also, we should also share that though. If
0: we can, yeah, let's do that. Uh, Dan, like pop that in the email and we'll, uh, i'd, I'd yeah. love to take a read at that certainly certainly uh, uh but she she points out just because
1: you're a girl doesn't mean you have to be girly mm-hmm. fantastic point. famously tomboyish uh it's okay to show your emotions yep she does that plenty she is like to a point of there's so int- such intensity that uh it becomes comedy but also something you relate to uh it shows that a girl can be in touch with her feelings and still be a total badass we get that she's got you know she's like a bully in one hand she's got she's kind of mean but she also you know she is uh she still has her wears her heart in her sleeve literally that locket uh it's okay to be ruled by your heart not your head uh she is all passion you know sometimes she doesn't have the logic to to get through these episodes and tell Arnold the way she feels uh no girl could be considered perfect that's another point that she brings up in terms of like femininity how we always like uh uh, society believes that uh femininity involves perfection and the idea of like aspiring what is perfect what is not the idea that she plays off of uh an olga a lila all these characters and how she does it is not only funny but a fantastic point for any child especially women uh the idea of not being able to uh it's awesome to flaunt your intelligence She's extremely intelligent uh she you know she's able to perform Shakespeare. She's she, she's she was able to she could have won that spelling bee. There's plenty of things, but uh, the last point that this makes is also uh, loving passionately. And uh, what what character loves more passionately than Helga? I mean, true. especially I got
2: with- I I gotta say, Dan, just you reading that off is just like it's such a. That, that convinced me more than what Austin said. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Nah, it's one of these things where, like, I, I, I do love Helga as a character. And it's a, it's a thing of, like, but I, I, I will say, like, one, Austin, when you said Helga, his shoulders were like,
0: whoo. Oh, it's, this, I, I saw,
2: I saw the release of stress. <laughs> but also that article is freaking awesome because yeah. it is one of these things of, like, you do think about the way I connect to Gerald and see myself in Gerald. I can only imagine how many little girls watching the show saw them, saw a part of them in Helga and how Helga just based on that article, how much certainty it gave girls who did things like Helga did, you know, like you can, it's okay to be who you are. And that's such a strong message. And like, that
1: message message radiates throughout the show, especially with all different characters, but I'd say mostly with her, uh, in my own opinion, but I would say too, um, to your f- point, Flores. Though I would say season one, a lot of these characters were finding their footing. A lot of them, like, were these jokes, like, bringing, yeah, they're
2: figuring it out. Yeah,
1: Helga, especially being a bully but also a girl, and she was either going back and forth with her love and also being angry, and that was the fun joke of it. But right. once we get to like season two, three, four, when we get to season yeah. four is when Helga on the couch. I mean. By that point they were fully in it. So I'm not yeah, gonna but,
2: lie. Austin came with like cannons loaded and I was like, I gotta say something. <laughs> so, so I was like, I gotta figure out something. So, so I'm like, yes, yeah, season one was rough, but I, I'm happy it's, it's also hard when like, o- like Austin also had a compelling argument. As much as I'm joking like that convinced me, like his co- argument was super compelling, and I was like, oh, I, I, I couldn't Austin interject because points. I agreed yeah. with it. <laughs> I, I, just,
1: I just read off of a uh, an article but also you know to reinforce those points that austin made so i have to give a lot to yeah. austin as well i mean helga she is our winner of the best character of kids yeah. uh, on this side but i have to say i mean i i certainly picked her i know austin did uh i mean she's a number one seed for a reason i hope everyone else agrees
0: wow yeah that, i mean but first thing i will say this gerald way better than i thought and uh you made a lot of points and i've come around more on gerald and like them more. And that's one of the good things of the show.
2: And then the second thing, thing about this bracket, Austin, Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about these characters way more than I have in the past 10 years.
0: <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, I'm really glad you brought that up, Dan, because that is something, as you said, none of us could really ever do because we're, we didn't grow up as little girls. So right. uh, that must've had a different impact where, as you said, like Flora's, you know, you connect with, with Gerald and, and whatnot. Um, I could absolutely see girls looking at Helga and going, OK, like unrequited love and all this other stuff. Why does he like You know, and then yeah. on top of that, to grow up in a household like that. Oh, you know, so. Yeah. Well, that was on the edge of my seat. And this was probably one of the best debates we've had thus far. I think so. Yeah.
2: And just a great conversation overall. It's just so good when you have characters that are so oh, yeah. dynamic that you can have a conversation like that, man. And also, you came with your cannons loaded for that. <laughs> oh,
1: well, I, It is funny. I mean, I, I now we're going to be doing these adults, and I have a very clear winner for me. So I, I can't wait to hear what you two have.
0: Well, yeah, we're going to go to the adult side. This uh, – I never know how these are going to go. I said this would be a short episode, but with how passionate we were talking about that matchup, um, let's – I can't say it's going to be any different for this one. Who knows? We've got Grandma and Grandpa going at it for the best adults. I mean, I'm happy having them both there. I have Mule in uh, in this race. I have um, I have them both. Um, is anybody out? Are you out of this one, Flores?
2: I'm in. But okay. I want to go last because I want to hear what y'all got to say. Okay, I, think you might
0: go, <laughs> I, I think Well, I'm, I have both. So you have one in there. Uh, why don't we – how about this? We'll do Dan, then we'll do Flores, and then uh, we'll do me because I, I have both. So, okay, cool. uh, Dan, what do you got here for the adults? Grandma. I have, yes. I, 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 I'm so sorry. I said, say that again. So I want to make sure you have a great host voice and I keep undercutting you. Please introduce it one more time. We have Grandma and Grandpa representing the adults. Dan, who do you
1: have? (laughs) Beautiful. I love that.
0: Okay, so now here we go.
1: Grandma, I had her as the top of the women, uh, and Grandpa, I had him as top of the men. Perfect choices here. Both number one seats. Very happy with this. You can't really go wrong. But for me, it is a clear, clear winner of Grandpa Phil. The reason why is that Grandma is fantastic and she's hilarious. There's plenty of great moments for her, but she is also kind of in the background. She has a lot of good uh, lessons, uh, but most of them are in season one. To be honest with you, the uh, the great thing with uh, the karate episode with uh, with Arnold, uh, the one where they're where they're uh, trying to break out lockjaw, uh, the subway when she comes out and she's like, "Don't wait up," and she she gets him out <laughs> of the subway. The Halloween episode where she uh, is able to power back on, there's so many iconic moments that we remember, uh, right down to her name being Pookie, uh, right down to seeing the past when you see grandma and grandpa together, and you see that she was like a little girl just like Helga, uh, and that's how they fell in love, which is a fantastic reinforcement of Helga and Arnold's relationship in the future. Uh, all this said, grandma's fantastic, but grandpa, I mean, he is, in my opinion the number one best adult character. So I had in this bracket Grandpa versus Helga, and that is what I intend to see. Those are two number one seats that I think deserve to go back to back, uh, get uh, up to up to each other, uh, against each other, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Dan Castellanet is fantastic. All the iconic moments. And the one thing I will say that hasn't been said yet, too, is with Grandpa is that he was able to be comedic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's hilarious. Um, but... He's able to sell a lot of tender moments, too. He yeah. In the Parents' Day episode, when he tells Arnold, what his parents, that they never came back, he sells it. There's a lot of great tenderness to him, and he can get serious. And, uh, yeah, Grandma has that, too. But I think Grandpa uh, is a little more prominent, hits a little bit more. Uh, I, I, I just got to go Grandpa Phil against Helga, and I hope that that's our, our finals. Uh, let's Let's hear what you guys say.
0: All right, Flores? I presume you have grandma here.
2: Yeah, I have grandma here. But it's one of these things where I'm like it's, – it's so it's hard for me to debate with you guys because I don't disagree. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's – because, again, I wrote I, – I filled out this form like before we talked and like right. rehashing with you guys like definitely brings up a lot of very solid points. But for me, it's like – I think it's funny because – To Dan's point about grandma and grandpa being powerhouses, I guess it's just, again, it's like I go back to styles make fights because it's so critical here where it's so subjective because like grandpa is that anger, but grandma is that like chaotic force of nature that like at the same time is so chaotic and so hectic, but can still bring out the best in you. And I love that so much because like grandpa does that too, but grandma does the chaotic force of good better and then and that's where for me that's where the difference lies because they're both forces of good and but you know grandma just so off kilter she also has those somber moments like when when real and like you know just and even then when you said like bringing back to like her as a kid with grandpa like i totally spaced on that and forgot about that and like just even that it's just like i just love the fact that she is true like chaotic good um and I think, okay. like, there's just not enough – like, Arnold learns lessons from tons of people, right? Like, so, like, Grandpa is not original in that, right? Like, there's – he learns lessons across the city. I think the level of chaotic good that Grandma brings, she is original in.
0: That's a really good point. That's a really good point. Um, So it's up to me. I had both in there, and – it's not for your week,
2: choice. Flores. I yeah! knew it. I knew it. I was like, you put Curly in. No. <laughs> I, uh,
0: I had to pick Grandpa. Uh, he, I think, and uh, I'll, I'll save more for the next episode because – I'm going
2: to a- tell your grandmothers. No, let me stop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Flores, I guess you're kind of – with all due res- – we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But I picked yeah. Grandpa because I think, as Dan says, he balances the silly funness with also being a character in a, in a, in a real, like – you know he has some serious moments. He's balanced. Grandma is, is very sweet and has that too. But I think Grandpa just he's in it more. He has a little more legs. Uh, He ha- he really has some funny one-liners too. He's ge- he's genuinely laugh-out-loud funny. Where Grandma is more of the sight gag stuff uh, a little bit uh, between the two. But when I sit down and hear like Grandpa explaining his regret for eating a ham sandwich that was in the back of the refrigerator and how it'll pass. And then the end it's hilarious, but he goes, this, you know, this problem you're going through, it'll pass much like this ham sandwich. It's, it's funny, but also that's true. You know, like things pass. We all get through stuff. So uh, I went with grandpa here. And I think we're going to have, I mean, regardless, we're going to have a really crazy final matchup here. So
2: I can't wait. Cause I have no mule. So I'm going to eat it up. We'll have to convince you.
0: We're we're gonna go at it, you and me, Dan. We'll see. Uh, so, wow, Flores with, with that was that was a rough round for you, but I have to yeah, say, yeah.
2: But you know what? It's it's I will say, Austin. Like it was a rough round, but what I love is is that like at the end of the day, we're rehashing our love for the show and like. I, these are all great characters right oh. so like even me losing in this i'm like it's for me i'm just like damn there's so many good things about this show and these all these characters bring so much to the table um in ways that like sometimes we forget because again their gravity was so big on us that sometimes you know you for, it's the same way we forget what our moms and our dads potentially you know and the, and the caretakers of our lives did for us as kids because like they were always there you right. know and and, it, and then when they're not there you feel that impact of, like, not having that. Um, and, it, like, these characters had that in the show for, like, the viewership, you know? They were our caretakers, and it's just a beautiful thing to see, like, the passion that people can still have for this show so many years later.
0: And I, I think that was really well said, and also this brings... That was one of the most spirited debates I think we've had in the uh, history of Pointless <laughs> 64. Uh, certainly. This is um, why you had this, And it this could have gone... Did. Absolutely. <laughs> It could have gone either way. It really could have gone either way. Who knows? Yeah, Uh, for sure. But uh, Flores, we'll start with you. I know you had a rough week here and you're basically, uh, I think you're done, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, But uh, why don't you uh, uh, plug uh, what's going on with you (laughs)
2: as as your
0: mini constellation prize? But you'd have it anyway.
2: Yeah, sure. No, thanks for having me. Of course, this has been an awesome time uh, recording this. Um, you know, uh, as is uh, mentioned in my intro, you know, I work with Freestyle Love Supreme Academy. If you're interested in music, if you're interested in hip hop, if you're interested in beatboxing, if you're interested in improv, uh, you know, Freestyle Love Supreme Academy, we do lessons uh, focusing on those things and how to make improv music on the fly. Uh, so long with groups. And it's a really fun learning experience. Uh, and you can uh, learn with me and a bunch of other great facilitators. Some have been on Broadway. Some have been in movies. Some have been on TV. But, um, you know, come check us out at fls.academy.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Flores. And, Dan, you and I are going to have some discussions next week. Uh, but what's going on with you? How are you feeling, <laughs> sir? We have our final two picked out. Yes. Uh, honestly, with these
1: final two, these are my favorite. These are my final two. I feel fantastic about this. Uh, I think the bracket went really well for me. Uh, I started out terribly, and then I really uh, came back. I think the only bad choice I really made uh that that really hurt me was curly uh no no shame in that though love him uh but yeah in terms of uh plugs in terms of things i would love to say uh i definitely want to there's plenty of podcasts and plenty of things that uh that we all listen to um and i mean other than portland 64 of course which you can be listening to all the time but uh one thing though that i will point out though is i have a good buddy named richard mason and he has been hosting um, on Mondays uh, with the Josephine Foundation some crazy little things that uh, are just basically trying to bring in money for the Josephine Foundation, Um, and he he goes into, like, little videos and things that are on Facebook uh, that basically go into anything from the Tony Awards, anything from, like, Willy Wonka 50th Anniversary, all these kinds of things of, like, movie lovers that, you know, that we all love, and all these... uh, All this money that that they're raising distributes to funds to uh, basically fund the approved programs and the arts and sports for young people all around the world, but especially uh, their headquarters are in Westbury, New York, and that's around where I grew up. So got to call them out. Josephine Foundation, if you have any money, uh, you know, donate or just check out our buddy Rich Mason, who does these shows on Mondays. Uh, Check it out on Facebook.
0: Wonderful, Richard Mason. Thank you so much. I'm sure you're listening. I hope so. Josephine Foundation and Freestyle Love Supreme. Uh, That's part of why we're here, guys. So, wow, what a week. We've got one more episode. It's going to be bittersweet. I want to thank my panelists both for coming on and recording with me uh, during this crazy intense Final Four. Uh, We're going to have a probably – we're probably going to have a really heated discussion next week. You don't want to miss next week. It's the championship round where we'll finally determine who is the best Hey Arnold character. See you next week, guys.